Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. This episode of iPad Pros is sponsored by Paperlake. Learn more at paperlake.com slash iPadPros. So some of the cool use cases we've seen are uh, typography design by like Hepler and Co. College and NFL players use it in the classroom to like learn plays and diagram out plays on the field. Um, storyboarding and concept art for popular films and TV shows. We've seen examples of children's book illustrations, and then like even simple things like tracing photographs. Welcome back to another episode of iVet Pros. In a few minutes, you'll be hearing from Kyle Rokita, a software engineer at Ginger Labs, the team behind the wonderful note-taking app Notability. We dive into the app's origins, how users are using Notability, some of the power features in the app, and much more, including a sneak peek at Notability 10, which is getting pretty close to release. As a reminder, head over to paperlike.com slash iPadPros to support this podcast and learn more about my favorite screen protector for the iPad that makes using an app like Notability that much more powerful and pleasant to use. You can also support this podcast over at patreon.com slash iPadPros starting at just $1 a month. Get episodes early and some bonus content by supporting the podcast over on Patreon. And if you haven't left a review of iPad Pros yet in Apple Podcasts, that is yet another fantastic way to support this podcast. Reviews are a huge indicator to Apple, helping inform them which shows to promote more in search. And I'd really appreciate just a few minutes of your time today. Leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. With that, here's my interview with Kyle. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Can you first introduce yourself in your role at Ginger Labs? Yeah, I'm a software engineer on the Notability team, and we're based in San Francisco, California. Excellent. And how long have you been uh, working with Ginger Labs? Uh, a bit over three years. Okay. I'm trying to think. The iPad Pro is, what, five years old now? So kind of... Sounds about right. Yeah, the yeah. iPad Pro was out when I joined the team, Yeah, and the Pencil was out. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And I was kind of looking through the history of Notability. I didn't realize it was one of the first iPad apps. It came out April 1st, 2010, just two days before that original iPad was released. Do you know from just working at the company and speaking with the people that were there in the early days, if Notability was conceived of because of the iPad or was it kind of in the works before that just for iPhone? Sure. That's a great question. And one, you know, I've heard secondhand. The story goes that we had another app, another app called SoundAmp, and it was built to function like a digital hearing aid. And it was built for iPhone and it amplified the sounds entering the iPhone's microphone. And along with that, they built some nice recording features into that app, such as time stamping for you so users could easily review parts of the recordings later. While thinking about an app for the not yet released iPad, we thought that marrying those audio recording timestamp features with content creation could be really neat. And so despite the fact that Steve Jobs was pitching the iPad more as a content consumption device, uh, we thought that was a, a good idea. Very cool. Yeah, and the timestamping, as we'll get to later, it's one of my favorite features, uh, pairing that mm-hmm. with your note-taking. And that was a day-one feature, if I remember correctly, right? That's correct. So how has the app evolved over this past decade? Uh, you know, Obviously, the visual look and feel has changed as we moved from the iOS 6 era to what we have now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, 10 years is a long time. So originally, the, the app was more focused on like keyboard text input. And the interface was sort of akin to sending yourself like text messages. But pretty quickly, we realized that handwriting was, was a good future of note-taking on iPad. And they spent a lot of quality time developing uh, a vector-based ink system. And then along with that, you know, iPad Pro came out later, and then the Apple Pencil. And it's really accelerated this handwriting trend that we've seen. And so it's really benefited Notability. And we're glad that we're, we're here to like help users with the handwriting. And then other big things that have come out in the last 10 years, 
Uh, we sort of started supporting note syncing using iCloud. In terms of platforms, first came iPad, then came iPhone, and then Mac. And we're really excited about developments we're working on right now that are going to change the way people work with notes, but we can't tell you about those quite yet. Excellent. Yeah, and the Apple Pencil must have been a huge deal when that came out because it makes handwriting just so much more natural than fingers or the old school styluses for iPad. Correct. Yeah, I mean, Apple's so good at integrating their software and hardware, and the Apple Pencil is a great example of that. And so just the low input lag, the precision that it offered compared to just generic styluses that came before, it's just really in- improved the experience. And also Apple is just marketing the iPad as a handwriting tool now. And so obviously that helps any apps that are you know in that vein. And um, that's been great for us. We're happy that we can help Apple also sell their iPads because they are great tools. And the quality of the device is one of the reasons that we're on the Apple platform. So one question I just want to ask is note-taking and handwriting and that whole act of doing that, uh, mm-hmm. personally, where'd you approach it from? What was your, do you take a lot of notes prior to working at Ginger Labs? Do you have an affinity for this kind of uh, way of getting thoughts out? So definitely paper notes in school, my experience mostly with taking notes until I started working with the Notability team. So back in school, I relied on paper notes. That's how I did the bulk of my learning, you know, rote memorization, diagramming. It's just so flexible and you can take notes along with the teacher while they're lecturing. It's a great learning tool. Notability has taken that to you know, the digital uh, environment. You know, a lot of the use cases for the app are you know similar to what people were doing with pen and paper, but now they have the power that digital affords. So you can archive much better. You can manipulate the notes after they're created. You can zoom in and out on a note. You can share the notes so much more easily than you ever could with pen and paper, obviously. So yeah, that's and so since Notability has been released, I've been working there. I've been using it. I have a lot of friends and family that use it. And so it's really cool to meet people every day, you know, around the Bay Area that have used Notability and it's really helped them in their studies. I had a student on the podcast a while ago, and one kind of interesting thing about a note-taking tool that timestamps to your note-taking is you could have the professor's keynote or PowerPoint file and basically be marking up that and not taking long, intense notes, but kind of like marking up, this is where he's talking about this thing and kind of circle it and like, listen here for this tidbit of wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the main ways that you learn in school is usually in a lecture environment. And so the teacher is you know, telling you all this great information and you're trying to keep up with your notes. And it's very difficult sometimes to keep up with notes. And we're all used to kind of like scribbling hastily to like the catch up. And then sometimes you're sort of missing what the professor is actually saying. But with notability, you can always be recording. And so for one thing, that, may, that means that you're not going to like miss any part of the lecture. You can go back later and catch up. And it also means that you can, we can actually play back the handwriting that you were doing while, as a certain part of the audio is playing. And you can skip around and you can see the, the note animate and fill in your handwriting as it was going. So that's just another way to, that notability helps you to learn and to, you know, especially in the lecture environment. So as you're taking notes, you have a keyboard or your handwriting on the iPad itself. Do you guys compensate in any way for the sounds you're making very close to the mic by taking these notes? Within the app, we have some audio recording features to help users um, help improve the sound quality of the audio. And actually, just it's one of our more recent releases. We This is one of our main focuses. And so we can make it sound like the recording is louder or at least make the, the speaker sound like they're more coming to the forefront since the iPhone microphone, or iPad microphone or iPhone microphone might not be capturing the uh, you know speaker uh, well enough on its own. So this is you know really helpful, I think. And we've by default enabled you know, some of that functionality because generally people are trying to record you know a person speaking. And so we're also 
highlighting those uh, that part of like the EQ. And then beyond students, who is the app for? So Notability is for everyone. Um, it's used by a huge spectrum of people from kindergartners learning to handwrite, high school students recording lectures, medical students speaking or studying for their board exams, lawyers taking depositions, engineers working on site and everyone in between. It's kind of amazing what people have done with Notability. And, you know, we introduced a content creation tool and, you know, the content creators kind of take it where they will. So we didn't expect a lot of what's happened with the app, but it's great. And artists, have you seen that kind of market use Notability in ways you didn't expect? For sure. So some of the cool use cases we've seen are uh, typography design by like Heffler and Co. College and NFL players use it in the classroom to like learn plays and diagram out plays in the field. Um, storyboarding and concept art for popular films and TV shows. We've seen examples of children's book illustrations. And then like even simple things like tracing photographs. That's really cool. And the NFL example with the animation, you can actually see a play kind of play out if they do it right. Is that kind of one of the ideas of why Notability yeah, is such a perfect tool for that? For sure. I mean, it's, it's really just also the ability to save and manipulate what you've already drawn on the, on the page. So if you've already drawn out your X's and O's in that example, you can then select them and move them around the page. And if you're recording at the same time, yeah, you could play that back and it will be animated for you, which is really cool. And the coach's voice could be heard. And so you won't forget anything that was happening at that time. Yeah. And you mentioned iCloud Sync. There's also a ton of different options if you're not into iCloud. You have Box and Dropbox and I think Google uh, Drive and all of that in there as well. Yeah, we try to support all the main you know cloud uh, services. You know, it's been a big point as you know we've tried to add more power to the app over time. And one of those things is the ability to share notes. So that's importing notes from many different sources and also exporting notes. And so obviously people love to use their existing cloud services like Google, Dropbox. Then we also support like AirDrop. You know, we can export as an email attachment. You can export an attachment to Messages app. There's a wide variety of ways that you can get the notes in and out of Notability. For the audio timestamp aspect of sharing, is that something exclusive to opening it up on Notability on a Mac or iOS device to enable that? If you open up the Notability note within our app, yes, you'll always see the audio syncing as you know the note creator intended. But you can also export the note as a PDF. And then audio is not really supported part of that format, but you can export the audio files along with it in the bundle. So that at least the you know, people you're sharing the note with or the PDF with can can hear the audio if they want separately. Okay, very cool. And something that's with the audio is it doesn't have to be a single audio recording as you may take notes over extended period of time, you may pause the audio and come back days later and want to keep that same note and you can just start up new audio recordings and kind of stitches them all together in a seamless kind of way for sure i mean some people take notes over very long periods of time and so you know as an engineer it's always fun that we have to try to support those sort of use cases that you might not have intended but correct there can be you know unlimited numbers of audio files that people can create in the note and also you can drag and drop audio files from other sources into Notability. Yeah, we, we have to handle all that. And one of our recent releases, we were trying to help users deal with all those audio files that they might have. So now you can rename them, reorder them, delete them better than you could previously. And the dragging in of audio files, how does it actually handle that? It wouldn't time stamp it to anything you're drawing. It'd just be kind of in there, letting you listen to it when you want? Correct. 
Yeah, so you don't get quite the power and integration that you would with uh, Notability typically, but you know you can still import the the media if you want. Okay, and let's just I guess walk through the process of creating notes in Notability. What kind of tools do you have to do this? Sure. So there's kind of two main starting points for creating a note. So you can create a note from scratch, which is like kind of a blank page and a blank you know place to start. Or a lot of our users, and I think more than half of our notes are actually imported from other places. And so it could be a PDF format, like a lecture slide, or a form sheet that someone wants to import and then annotate. And so that's a very big use case. And then from here, you have a lot of flexibility that Notability provides. So then you can start adding different types of content to the note. So you can mix pen and highlighter strokes, rich text, photos, GIFs, and document scans. And you you can do all this with the Apple Pencil, so it feels super natural. Um, and then, you know, recently we've started supporting more powerful things. Like you can, we recognize shapes that you might be drawing. If you hold down the ink for a couple seconds, we try to match whatever you just drew and make a perfect shape out of it. You can select, rotate, scale ink. So you can start editing these media objects and this ink in ways that you wouldn't ever be able to with paper. Audio recording and playback, like we've already talked about, is super powerful. So you can just sync up the audio and recording. So really notabilities provide, we try to provide a simple UI but tons of flexibility of what you can do with your note. So with handwriting, you could say write rather large and selected and kind of shrink it down if you want to to make it fit in a certain area? Correct. Yeah, you can scale the handwriting. And because we rely on vector art, um, you can scale up and down and it will always look perfect. You know, there won't be jaggy edges if you try to zoom in really far like you would get if you're using more of a pixel perfect or bitmap based art style. So yes, it's really, and you know, one interesting use case of that is that, you know, sometimes in class you have to make a, you know, you'll get like a cheat sheet, like a one page that you can bring into your test and you're trying to fit it. Oh yeah. I remember making as tiny of handwriting as possible back in the day. Exactly. So people will try to fit as much of their notability digital content as they can in this like one page and we'll, sometimes we'll be sending those uh, files to us, and it's pretty humorous to, to go through that. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I was <laughs> just thinking back with the audio stuff, how have you found a document that's kind of reached the maximum threshold of, like, are there gigabyte fi- size documents of notability, or how does that? Absolutely. I mean, the, the problem, one of the problems with engineering it is that, yeah, there is no limit on these things. And so it's not even audio necessarily, just com- combining a massive PDF with really large images alone. It's like sometimes maybe like a whole textbook worth of information in a PDF form with very large, like not scaled down images. They're quite large. Um, And then you add audio recording. And then if you add just a lot of annotation to that, you know, that really can add up over time. And so we are, we're dealing with gigabyte files and we're trying to, you know, some of the solutions that we're trying to provide sometimes are to fix these problems that would, you know, users, because they're trying to fill up their own cloud space with these files. And so we're trying to help them, you know, not fill up their space quite as fast or to deal with that situation when they do fill up their space. Well, what does Notability do? Yeah. Something I was just thinking about as we talk about huge file sizes is uh, I don't think video is supported, but one day it would be pretty amazing if you could have a video embedded and sync it not to an audio recording, but maybe to the video being played and that could be kind of interesting. For sure. That would be a cool use case. You know, we've definitely you know, considered all the video and you know what we might do there because it kind of seems like the natural extension of we support pictures and photos and we support GIFs. So video is the next page. And, you know, perhaps, you know, it's streaming video. So then you're not really having to host it within the note itself. Right. And it can be a little bit more lightweight. Yeah, like embed a YouTube video or something or a Vimeo. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So besides the standard handwriting and text input markers and stuff, you can also drag and drop URLs from Safari to make these web clips. So how do these things work and 
how do you choose what part of the web page is displayed and what, what are web clips exactly? So you're right that you can drag in a URL and drop it into the note. And then we will render the website as it exists at that time within the note. And then you can, we kind of treat it as like an image then basically. And you can start to annotate on top of it. So that provides a way for you to kind of archive like the state of a website at that one moment in time. And maybe add some notes to it that are, you know, draw around it, do whatever you want with it. It's kind of a cool, like digital only note taking feature. Uh, are there any other ways you guys make use of drag and drop? You mentioned audio recordings, anything else you can throw in there from drag and drop? Sure. So, I mean, drag and drop is really like a fundamental gesture now in iPad. We provide lots of support for it, like kind of the system standard ways where you would try to reorganize, reorder items and collections and like table views. And then you also can drag and drop media from from our app to other apps or in like in our no- in our notability, you can even show two notes side by side. And you can drag media back and forth and copy images and text, audio files, GIFs, a handwriting back and forth. So it's really powerful. And drag and drop is a pretty intuitive way to do that. And for the two notability notes side by side, is that using the multi-window feature? Or how do you guys do that? So we had our own custom uh, version of multi-note, we call it, um, released before at my, or Apple did multi-window. At this point in time, we're, we're kind of keeping to our custom implementation just because we see some key benefits with ours. And some of those are just that there's a little bit less duplication of UI. So we can show one toolbar instead of having two different versions of the toolbar showing side by side, which sort of clutters the screen. And then we provide a little bit more flexibility with resizing of the views. So you can have one note that's 25% or it could be 30%, 40% size, which Apple's implementation just you know has a couple standard sizes. Right. Yep. Very cool. And how do you actually enable that? What is it, where, where in the UI do you go for that? If you have the note view open and you pan from the left the left edge, you can show the recent notes list. And then from there, you can trigger either a button to open side by side, or you can drag and drop a recent note next to the note that's currently on the screen. Oh, very cool. So you do it just the way you'd think you would with drag and drop with, yeah, very nice. Yeah, it's, it's really similar to Apple's implementation of multi-window in quite a few ways, but yeah, it's just not quite the same. This episode of iPad Pros is sponsored by Paperlike. In this quick break, I want to share why I love the Paperlike. In case you don't know about the Paperlike, the Paperlike is a screen protector that transforms that slippery glass screen into a surface that is much more tactile and enjoyable to use with the Apple Pencil. I've been using the Paperlike for many months now and can't imagine going back. I love the Notability app, but without the Paperlike, I find the iPad screen far too slippery to do serious handwriting on the iPad. Paperlike fixes this issue by providing a perfect amount of friction to make that note-taking experience with Notability just perfect, and something I really would encourage everyone to try. Installing the Paperlike was also really straightforward and easy. In the past, with iPods and other devices I'd put screen protectors on, it'd take me multiple attempts to get it right, and it was, quite frankly, a frustrating experience. Both paper-like, it was perfect the first time. I'm also loving that fingerprints don't really show up anymore, and the glare reduction is super nice. I'm playing The Ghost of Tsushima with Remote Play from my PS4 a fair bit right now, and have been delighted with just how great it looks with the paper-like. There was absolutely no image degradation. For me, this is an essential iPad accessory and will be even more so when Scribble launches in just a few short months. My sincere thanks to Paperlike for sponsoring this episode of iPad Pros. Learn more at paperlike.com slash iPad Pros. That's paperlike.com slash iPad Pros. Now, back to my interview with Kyle from Ginger Labs. Something I really love discovering are the stickies and just the 
wide variety you have of options and it just seems like a really great way to visually separate your text in these kind of visual stickies that can be different colors and backgrounds. Where'd this kind of idea come from and do you find yourself using it? Yeah, so I mean the idea for stickies kind of came from real life. So we turned a real world handwriting concept, you know, on paper into a digital one. And so stickies, you know, represent a little part of a note with a background and you know it could be a yellow like traditional sticky background. But you, then you can also add like line paper to it. You can make it into a graph paper, maybe bullet journaling dot paper. And then you can sort of organize your note in terms of stickies instead of, you know, just add, you know showing handwriting, you know, mixed in other ways. So it's just more flexibility. And, you know, a lot of the themes in the app come from kind of previous, you know, paper-based designs that people just really appreciate using and they've, they've grown accustomed to them and they, they work for them. And stickies are, of course, something people love on the Mac, or some people do at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no sticky on, on iPad OS quite yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not sure if that's going to come. Probably not. No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> do you have a favorite feature in Notability that we haven't talked about yet? Overall, I'd say just the handwriting for taking notes to me is just super appealing. I mean, I remember the first time I ever saw somebody taking notes that way, and like a light, kind of a light bulb went off. And then, you know, funny me, like a couple years later, I'm actually working on one of those very apps. But then, you know, other a part of a particular feature that I've worked on recently that I enjoyed was uh, presentation mode. So if you hook your iPad up to an external display, you can show a different version of Notability that focuses more on the note content. It doesn't show the toolbars and the extra UI that, you know, you don't need the third uh, people watching a presentation to actually be seeing. And so we had a lot of users request that feature. And so we think that's really going to help, you know, students in class, as well as, you know, maybe people in the business setting to present notability notes to others. Very cool. Yeah, I could see that as a really great tool um, in a presentation setting, for sure. Could also uh, games at home or something with something where you're drawing and passing the iPad around or something. Sure. And we're, I mean, we're trying to think of ways to support remote learning now that, you know, that's become such a big thing, you know, just recently. Yeah. So, you know, one thing we added was like a laser pointer. And, you know, we've had a lot of people say, oh, it's really easy for me now to share a video of me with Notability, and they can use the laser pointer to kind of point out whatever they're talking about or discussing about their existing Notability note. Right. So meetings internally at Ginger Labs, I imagine you guys use Notability to create notes about what's going on. Is that something you guys learn from experience and what your struggles are with taking notes better? For sure. I mean, it's always a challenge as an engineer of a product to try to use the product in a way that your your users would be when you're trying it out. But one of the, the ways for us to do that more conveniently is just, yeah, in our meeting settings. So you'll often see somebody with a notability note, either writing it out by hand or like they, they brought it to the you know meeting already prepared. And it's a good way to figure out the quirks of the app, the bugs that you know are annoying or maybe users aren't reporting because they don't really realize it's not intended. Definitely using the app is one of the, the best ways to understand what's going, what, you know, what is impacting users and what you, where you should go next with the app. And then I kind of talked pretty well about how we use Notability. So I'm just going to talk about maybe how the team is making decisions. So yeah, and when we're in a team, um, how do we actually brainstorm? Well, we get the full team involved. We get the engineers, the support team that's in touch with the users, quality assurance, you know, management. And we really try to get as many opinions as possible because you know, it's always a challenge to figure out what to do next. Notability has a lot of powerful features. And I think, personally, I think our key um, challenge is trying to keep the UI simple so that people of all you know, ranges and all levels of expertise can like understand it. So we talked about you know, kindergartners use the app, but then you also have PhD students or you know, more heavy users 
And so we're really trying to support all of their, we want to provide the power that they all need, but we're trying to keep it simple, which we think is one of the things that we've done really well over time, but it's definitely difficult to, to do. For sure. So the Apple Pencil 2 rolled out a couple of years ago. Does Notability take advantage of that in any special ways with that double tap ability? So we do support Apple Pencil too um, and the touch gesture. So what you can do is you can double tap to switch between the pen tool and the eraser tool, or we have we provide some options. You could also switch from the pen to the color palette so you can quickly uh, select a custom color. Very cool. Yeah, I can imagine people color code notes. It's probably a pretty common thing to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I was I personally worked on adding more custom colors to the app. Uh, we originally only supported, you know, like 32 standard colors. Users always want more customization. So we're trying to provide more ways to support that. And it's fun to see what, you know, how colorful the notes are that come back. So, you know, it's really it's almost like people kind of craft their notes in a lot of ways. I mean, they're really quite elegant and beautiful, and it's just fun to see them. So, you know, one of our main ways that we try to show off users notes on Instagram now which is a great tool because they're so visual and they really, you know, the content can be really interesting, but just also the craftsmanship they put into designing the note itself is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, Pastel came out a couple months ago and that's like a color picker kind of app that you can drag and drop into different apps. I'm not sure if you guys support kind of drag and drop of color, but that'd be a cool thing to look into. So iOS 14 provides a new custom or new standard color picker okay. for the system. So we're planning on supporting that. Oh, very cool. And speaking of iOS 14, uh, kind of the big feature for iPadOS is the pencil. We're having Scribble added and a bunch of just pencil-focused features. So how will Notability, if you're ready to speak any bit about this, kind of work with Scribble and make your app even better? Sure. So, yeah, we already support a bunch of powerful handwriting features um, that have you know been a key focus in our recent releases. For instance, handwriting recognition for search handwriting and converting handwriting to text. And we now support that in 23 different languages. We added shape recognition for lines, circles, polygons, and soon we'll be releasing curved lines and arrow support. And we do plan on like uh, integrating Scribble when iOS 14 launches. Very cool. So with that, it'd be like a kind of a keyboard text pop-up instead of using the keyboard, you're actually writing it, converts it right there in it for you. Correct. I mean, people really love using the Apple Pencil. And if you already have it in your hands, you know, it can be you know a bit painful for the users to have to switch to the keyboard just you know temporarily. So Apple is providing a way for you to just continue to use the Apple Pencil and get the get that experience that you want. Yeah. So you mentioned searching handwriting. So how do you guys approach search? And have you guys considered audio, uh, kind of learning what's in audio in the future? Or what kind of data points do you work with for your search? Sure. So currently you can search through almost everything that you would expect um, or you would need. So text, handwriting, audio recording titles, um, note titles. So it really provides a lot of power because, yeah, the users or users create so many notes, you know, and soon their libraries are often, you know, hundreds of notes, thousands of notes large. So managing all that is, you know, pretty key. Um, so search is one of the main ways to get around. So how do you go about organizing your notes with the notability? What's your system there? So you can organize notes in subjects and dividers, kind of similar to a school binder. Um, so we tried to keep a simple model that we thought a lot of users would already be sort of familiar with, but that could still grow for users. The app I believe has like single page mode or this endless mode. Can you speak a little bit about how that works? Sure. So single page mode is just a different way to view your note. Um, we call the old mode uh, like a seamless way to view your note where you can kind of scroll vertically and just forever see the note. A single page just shows you a page at a time. And we just found that you know users have been requesting it for some specific use cases where maybe just want to focus on the current page. And that can often be, you know, a PDF is often meant to be looked at sort of as like one page at a time. And you don't need to see 
the other pages around it, they can be a bit distracting. Or, you know, if you're focused on sort of like a calendar or like a planner type of PDF, it's really convenient just to be looking at the current page. You don't need to see the prior, prior day or whatever, whatever was on the prior page is, you know, not meant to be seen at the, all at the same time. And when you're importing like a PowerPoint, is there a way to have like a large margin for writing inside of, or how, how does the import process work? So the import pretty much imports the PDF as is. And yeah, there's no additional uh, room for, you know, inserting handwriting around it. Though, of course, you can zoom in. And so you can, you know, almost always there's, there is a margin pre-existing on the note. And so you could add handwriting there. In addition, you could insert pages, you know, before and after any page that you've inserted. Yep. So you could make more notes there, sort of. Um, that, that's one solution to those problems. Gotcha. Very cool. And then there's different paper options, uh, different, you know, college rule and wide rule and a bunch of different things there. What kind of options do you have there with the Notability? So Notability, we've been really trying to support a lot of the common types of papers that, you know, you might have used, you know, just in a regular paper environment. So line paper, grids, uh, like a dot paper. These are things that users have requested over time. And you know, they find useful and you can also add background patterns. So it's like sort of adding like a more a different color to the background. So it could be your, your typical white background, a yellow background. Uh, we have some fun designs that users use. And then another thing that you can do with our lines, grids and dots is that you can actually use them to snap to them. So if you're creating a shape, you can snap your shape to the lines and the grids. And that's a way to really design some like very evenly spaced uh, shapes or objects or diagramming that can look a lot more clean just because you've had a little bit of a foundation for where to place everything. And for music students, has staff paper been a request of you guys? It has been. Yep. So we're definitely looking at ways to support, uh, you know, those types of maybe like different types of paper backgrounds. And you can import, you know, existing PDFs. So you could currently import, uh, you know, that sort of musical uh, PDF background and you know, repeat the pages. And so that's one way to do it already. Yeah, right. It would be cool also as a sticky in the future where you just have uh, music students taking regular notes, but they just want a little bit of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, as a sticky would be kind of interesting. That is cool. That's an interesting idea. So iPad OS came out with cursor mode just out of the blue uh, towards the end of the iOS 13 life cycle. And you guys rolled out an update with optimizations for that. And it's pretty cool. Uh, you're showing like icons of what your cursor is actually doing. Can you dive into some of those nice touches you guys threw in there for better cursor support? Sure. So yeah, it was really cool that Apple allows you to basically customize the shape of the cursor. And so we want the track of the cursor to be helpful to the user and to kind of tell you what's going on in the app. So to that end, the shape of the cursor is contextual and changes depending on which tool you're in and where the trackpad is hovering. So for example, in text mode, the cursor normally has the shape of a vertical bar representing a text cursor, or if you're in pen mode, it will take the shape of a pen. However, if you're hovering over a resize handle, the cursor changes to like a standard looking resize arrows icon. So it's just, you know, communicating to the user, helping the user figure out like what's going to happen. And coming from the Mac, you guys have obviously had a lot of experience of what is using Notability with just a cursor and a keyboard like. What kind of lessons have you learned from the Mac to make the iPad app that much better by knowing what that interaction model should feel like there? Sure. So definitely, yeah, we've learned some lessons there. And, you know, the cursor behavior on iPad OS is very similar to our existing behavior on Mac OS. And, you know, some of that comes down to Apple and what their user interface guidelines have been. So they would like a lot of the apps to behave in you know, similar ways. And so we will look at other apps and Apple's apps to, to figure out like what do users expect to happen and what is helpful to users. And so 
Yeah, I think just like showing like a pen icon as you're drawing is very helpful. Otherwise, it's you know, it could be a little easy to kind of lose track of, of what's going on. And it's almost like a different mode. Like when you just have the iPad with no keyboard or trackpad, it's all about the pencil. Mm-hmm. But once you start having that trackpad, I imagine more people are using that text tool to use the cursor to create text boxes of a certain size and type in them. And For sure. It'll be interesting to see how text usage grows in the app. For sure, because... You know, handwriting has been such a big part of Notability, and it's been great. And we've designed a lot around it, but we've always supported text. And so now Apple's made it a little easier for iPad users to use text input. So it'll be exciting to kind of try to solve different types of problems, perhaps, or blend text and handwriting usage together. Yeah, for sure. And Scribble does that exact thing. It's it's a text mm-hmm. box, but you're writing instead. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting use case, and I'm glad Apple's supporting it at the system level. And then something I noticed in the settings is this option to just keep your iPad awake. Is this something you guys ran into from feedback of long lectures and you're not taking notes for a bit of time and your iPad just falling asleep on you? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, users did not want to have their iPad waking up or have to wake it up manually during a meeting or lecture if it went idle for a little while. Because yeah, often you're just listening for a certain amount of time and the iPad on its own would just go to sleep. And so that's not a great experience. And so our users requested that feature. And then is there anything about Notability we haven't covered yet that you'd like to before we wrap it up? So since we launched Notability in 2010, our customers have received over 200 updates, including great new features for system compatibility and bug fixes, all for free. And we've never had a paid upgrade and we have no plans for it. Soon to come, Notability 10.0, in addition to some awesome free updates, like a new favorite tools toolbar for quick access, Um, and expanded shape recognition. We'll be introducing our first ever in-app shop that will provide additional customization offerings like templates, planners, and stickers. And then we'd also love for your listeners to check out our newest app at Ginger Labs called TuBird, an all-purpose inbox built for productivity. TuBird combines email, notes, reminders, and collaboration in your inbox so you can do more from one place. Oh, very cool. And then is it gingerlabs.com for more information about Notability? Exactly. And also we're on Instagram and Twitter, both at, at Notability app. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Kyle, for your time tonight. It's been great chatting and learning more about this wonderful app. It's been a lot of fun, and I love talking about Notability. So thanks for uh, sharing. Well, that was my interview with Kyle from Ginger Labs. Jump on the App Store right now to download Notability and their new app, TuBird. Thanks again to Kyle for his time recording this interview, and thanks to you for your time and attention today listening to iPad Pros. My sincere thanks again to Paperlike for sponsoring this episode of iPad Pros. Please head over to paperlike.com slash iPadPros if you haven't already, and get your Paperlike today. It is a must-have accessory for the iPad, especially with Scribble and iPadOS 14 coming in just a few short months. With that, thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to everyone again real soon.